0: Welcome to the Grace City Eugene podcast. We exist to help every person in our sphere of influence encounter Christ, experience biblical community, and extend God's kingdom. If we can help you in any way, feel free to reach out to hello at gracecityeugene.com. Here's the podcast. That's it for announcements, but we do have a special morning plans. If you're on our email list, you heard about this. If you're on social media, you've been seeing this all week. But we have a special guest here uh, from Pearlside Church in Hawaii this morning. Uh, We have a special relationship with Pearlside Church out in Hawaii. They have really been a big part of mentoring us and coaching us along with Grace City Corvallis as as we have launched. And Pastor Norman, who is a senior pastor there, sends out pastor coach once a year for a week to just help us meet with leaders, be an encouragement, and breathe some life into this family. Um, his real name is Alfredo Canencia, but he goes by Pastor Coach. He overse- oversees one of the campuses in Hawaii. He oversees all the discipleship groups. He helps coach church planters and leaders all over the world that have been sent out through Pearlside Church. And so it's an honor to have him here with us this morning, and it's a gift that he's going to be bringing the word on my birthday. I'm just stoked. It's a, a great birthday present. So would you guys put your hands together and bring up Pastor Coach? <laughs>
1: Privilege and honor to come here from Hawaii. I, I just say the land of the giants. Hawaii's <laughs> a giant to me, and just uh, the privilege to come here and speak and to encourage you folks. And uh, I, you know, I know Pastor Chris. And, and Brie for a while, they came to Hawaii and visit us, and we had a good time there. And I thought, well, we, you know, we come and encourage each other. I also, you know, Pastor Seth, uh, You know, I, I know he was no stranger to our church too. He's been in our environment and preached a lot. Uh, to our church and uh, so we just like standing around tall people you know <laughs> <laughs> then i met rod you know Rod, we went to breakfast the other day and and just being a coach and talking to him and i realized oh my gosh i someone I so much things in common but uh, not, not in height but you know we had a lot of other things in common and it's just a great time you know, being around people i just love it you know i, I came in on wednesday night and as I landed, uh, after being uh, delayed for three hours, you know, United Airlines, everybody know that, and I was in San Francisco, I came in, and, and, and it was it was foggy, man, I, I couldn't even see when I got out of the airport, uh, you know, you can't miss is right of <coughs> me, but it was like, real foggy, and, and we were driving, and I thought to myself, oh, I'm glad I didn't rent the car on my own and try to get myself around because... I'd probably be lost, you know. And, and, and sometimes we uh, uh, I mean, we got to the house and then I realized, you know, I've never been in the fog before. I mean, it's uh, kind of scary to see the cars and, you know, driving by. But, you know, sometimes in life we're like that. We're, we're in the fog. And we really can't see around, you know. Uh, yeah, there's a sun in the morning, like this morning. It's shining, but we can't see it because it's foggy. And uh, sometimes when I walk with God, it gets like that. It gets a little foggy. And we, we can't uh, see uh, the love of God or experience the love of God, although we know God loves us, but it seems like He's so far, and we, we begin to, uh, uh, because of the fog, we can't really see God's love in our lives. You know, there's scripture here in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, I, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, and I like the other versions say, brothers and sisters, <laughs> and, and by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How I many you know that God wants to transform our lives? And then, and with, by the renewal of our minds, by uh, testing uh, that you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. You know, and this whole thing says hey, by the mercies of God. In another verse says in view of His mercy. Present yourself to Him. Uh, how many of you remember the first time when you had, you had a clear view of God's love for you? And the love of God to so sort of grab your heart, motivate you, propel you to the place where you want to say, God, here am I am, and just present your life to Him. But we go through walks and times in our lives when we really can't see the love of God. And what we do instead of draw closer to God, we kind of backpedal uh, back a little bit. Because we may be going through a trial or some circumstances or a- adversity in our lives. But let me tell you what, God loves you. And He wants to draw us close to Him. You know, I learned something about walking with God for you know, uh, for, for a while now. And, and that really, it's not about just adding God to my life or adding Jesus to my life. It's really about offering my life to Him. Good. But you offer your life to Him when you understand and you get a fresh revelation of His love for you. Some of you, you need a fresh revelation this morning, of His love, that will just propel you to the place, of Lord, whatever it is. And you can surrender your life afresh to Him today. Well, today I want to talk to you about my Christian calling. Now I'm not talking about my Christian calling. I mean, it's, it's a really about our Christian calling. You know, we all have a calling in life. You're not here by accident. You're not an astronaut just taking up space. You have a divine calling. And because God called every one of us, and so you have to understand that uh, He called us in, in 1 Corinthians 1, 2, says, To the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. You and I were called. And when I think about calling, I think about the disciples. Jesus called the disciples. And I, I want to talk to you about four uh, ways of, of, of really fulfilling our Christian calling. And the first one is this, um, you have to understand it's about knowing Christ. You know, when you come to the, the, the reality of, of experiencing God's love, you come to knowing Him. The Bible says this, that Jesus called the disciples in Luke 9, verse 1 and 2, you may see it on screen, and he called the 12 together and gave them power. Everyone say power. 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 Yeah, yeah, God gave us power and authority of all demons and to cure diseases and sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. You know, God wants his church to be powerful. That when he called us, he called us to be a people of power. I mean, you know the people in Oregon need to experience the power of God. But you see, we have to respond to the call of God in order for us to have the power of God. And look at the next verse, is, the next scripture says, And he went up into the mountain and called to him those who he desired. And, he, and they came to him. And he appointed twelve, uh, whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him. You see, Jesus called. That we might be with him. And then he might send them out to preach and, and give authority to cast out demons. How many of you know that uh, that Jesus calls us to be with him first? My question to every one of us, uh, are you with him today? You see, when I, when I grew up as a, a, a guy who went to church most of my life, I knew about God, but I didn't know him personally until my best friend became a Christian and he began to share the gospel with me. And I began to realize, I knew about God, but I didn't know him in a personal way. Maybe you are here this morning, you know about God, you heard about God, but you don't know him in a personal way. Well, let me tell you what, Jesus is a personal God. He wants to be your personal, uh, he wants that relationship with you. So no matter where you are, you might say, well, you don't know my background, you don't know where I came from. But Jesus knows where he came from. And he accepts you, he loves you, in spite of what you've done. He accepts you and He loves you. But He loves you too much to leave you where you're at. He wants to invite you on a journey of transformation. But he starts with knowing Him. And when you know Him, then what happens is there's a power that comes to your life. Now, you see, a lot of times people think, well, I'm a Christian. It's about doing. Well, let me tell you what. Before you can do, you have to be. Before you can do something for God, you have to be with Jesus your doing comes out of your being sometimes we can do, 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 do but we're not being with him let me tell you what, the strength of your walk with God is about being with him and out of being with him comes the doing with power you know, I give an illustration, it's like an extension cord one day I was cleaning up my house you know, and I found a box of extension cords an extension cord, let me tell you what um, they're very powerless if they're just by itself did you ever plug in one of those extension cords into the the outlet? There's some power that flows through that. They can bring light. They can bring uh, uh, you know uh, something on the screen. There's power that comes when you're plugged in. What's the same here with us? When we know Christ and we be with Him, there's a power that comes out of our life. I remember a time when uh, I was uh, I was uh, on vacation and I got a call. Uh, what happened was that there's a guy. Who was at the park and he was uh, his following his wife was having an affair and he, and he wanted to uh, he wanted to kill the guy and, and he called me and I'm, I'm on vacation. You don't know, bother me when I'm on vacation. <laughs> pastors go on vacation too. But what happened was um, you see, I may have been on vacation as a pastor, but I'm not on vacation as a Christian. And my Christian calling tells me that people go help that brother. So I went there, and the guy was just, you know, just F-bombs all over the place, you know, mm-hmm. and telling him that he wants to hurt that person. And, and so I stopped telling him, you know, share the gospel with him. I said, hey, God forgave, uh, you know, he forgave us for us, and he really loves you. And, and so what happened is I I, I had him to confess that I forgive. You forgive that person. Under the tree, you can imagine, in the park, we are yelling at each other, two, two men, you know? And you almost think we are fighting with each other. But I was trying to get him to forgive. <clears throat> pray with him, the power. Well, let me tell you what, because I've been with Jesus, there's a power that comes out of me. And I begin to pray with him. The power of God touched him right under that tree. Let me tell you, I begin to weep and, and begin to bawl and, and realizing that, hey, he needs Jesus. Uh, led him to the Lord right under that tree. I found out later that, that he, 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 he had a gun, he wanted to kill, he wanted to shoot the guy that was fooling around with his wife. But we intercepted that. Why? Because of my Christian calling. See, every one of us, we have a, we have a calling, and I don't calling this power that comes when you're you an extension cord that's plugged into the source. You may think, well, well, I'm going through life right now, I'm not really experiencing power, then I, I want to suggest to you, man, get, get away and just be with Jesus. How many of you know what I'm talking about? When you're with him. Time doesn't matter anymore because you're with him. And just falling in love with Jesus. And when you leave that place, man, you're an extension cord that's powerful. That will bring the power source that will bring healing or bring love and grace and power to a world that's, that's dying, a world that's hopeless. And we do what the hope of the world is in us Christ, but the hope will flow through you as an extension cord when you're plugged into the source. Are you with Jesus today? Because if you're not, let me tell you, we can settle that before this day is over. That you will be with Jesus. I, I'm with Jesus, I know. Hey, if I walk out of this building, across to this fall, hit by a car, God forbid, and I dying, let me tell you what, I'm with Jesus. Why? Not because of my good works, because I know who I am and I know who Jesus is. Do you know that? You know that relationship that you're with Him. Well, when you're with Him, you have to begin to grow in Him. Um, a lot of times, uh, people, uh, they know Jesus, but they stop growing in Him. And the Bible says, I am the vine, you are the branches. How I many of you know that branches grow? Whoever abides in me and I in Him, He is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. How I many of you know we can do a lot apart from God? With, with no eternal value and no eternal significance, but let me tell you what: you want to have an impact on on your life and the world around you, you have to be connected to the vine. And you're like branches. Let me tell you what: God expects us to grow. Now I'm I'm five feet even with my shoes on. <laughs> I really want to grow more, but I can't. You know, I'm sitting next to six, seven, and you know, Rod. I'm telling myself I'm going to grow, but hey, you know. God wants us to grow on the inside. Sometimes we're all worried about the outside, but we're not growing on the inside. And, and it's important if you understand that. I'll uh, you know, uh, give you a quick illustration. There's a lot of people who, uh, they, they're kind of like, um, you know, the, you ever saw a miniature horse? You know, a miniature horse that uh, looked you know, really nice, pretty. They you kind know, of put all kinds of stuff on the horse, but the horse really can't do anything. You can't pull anything, you can't you no know, you can ride it. Why? It's a miniature horse. And sometimes in our life, when we don't really grow in our relationship with God, we're, we're like a miniature horse. We're not really moving to the next level. And, and, and God don't want us to stay there. And you, you may be big on the outside, outside, but you're like a miniature on the inside. And, and, and Jesus wants you to grow. He wants you to get, to grow in Him. Uh, oh, maybe you're not a horse, you're like a racehorse. You ever saw a racehorse on the day of the race uh, just having a hard time getting to the gate? A racehorse, they can run and they're strong, but, but, but because they have a lot of offenses and, and attitude and they're just kind of giving the, 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 the rider a hard time, they can't even get in the gate. And sometimes in life is like that. I Man, God has a plan. He has a race for us to run. But we're having a hard time getting in the gate because of offenses and, and things that happen. Every time we get ready to fire for God, we get offended. And we can't even get into the race of life. Uh, how many of you hear what I'm talking about? Some of us were right there. God wants us to be the draft horse like that horse that really that warrior horse that just keeps going forward faithfully moving forward nothing really flashy happening but moving forward all the time God wants us to be moving forward faithfulness will eventually move you to a place of fruitfulness but God wants us to move forward as we're growing in Him you know the disciples were immature many times uh, uh, you see through their lives but the Lord put up with them And you you know, in three and a half years, a a lot of them begin to mature, and God used them in a mighty way. And if you follow their lives, I don't have the time to do that, in the history, they, they all gave their life. They all were martyrs. They gave their life for Jesus. They went from a place where they were immature, but they grew in the Lord, where they weren't afraid to die for Jesus. You see, because of their relationship with Him. Are you growing with Him? Well, let me tell you, you need the Word of God in you. The first Peter two verse two says, "As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow." Some mature believers dismiss this and say, "Hey, that's talking about newborn babes in Christ." No, he's not. He's saying, "As baby, as a baby desires milk, you desire the word. You should desire the word the same way, so we grow." You know, when you got so much of the Word, I mean, when you, when you got the Word inside of you, you just Word, Word, and it's kind of like, you know, you, your throat gets you dry. Oh, just Word, 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 and you're faithful for the Word. Sometimes you need a little bit of the Spirit. But you got the other guys on the other hand. I just want the things of the Spirit, you know, the Spirit. And, and so, you know, it's like you put a, a balloon under the faucet and, and filling it up with water. You know, it's all oh, Spirit, Spirit, no Word. What happens is that balloon blows up. Uh, you go on the other hand, you just try up, just word, word, word. How many of you know when you get the balance of the word and the spirit? We grow up in Christ. Amen. Some of us have got to get in the word every day. Uh, now they got a new version. Before, in the old days, you, you got to read King James' version. You know, a thousand things, and half the time, I don't know who they're talking about, you know? <laughs> uh, we got so much versions that we can understand. We have a new version, you can listen to it. you got to get the word inside of it. The word of I hid in my heart in Psalms right? uh, 119, that I might not sin against you. You're tempted to sin? Well, let me give you the answer. Hide the word of God in your heart. The word of God purifies us It cleans us. We take a bad on the outside. God wants us to take a bad on the inside. Get the word inside of us every day. The word will transform you. I, I, when I became a Christian, I didn't really understand uh, the things of the Lord, but I just I just read the Bible. I didn't understand it. It was King James Version, but I got the Word inside of me. I mean, when the Word of God gets inside of you, something happens. There's a transformation and in values inside of you. You got the Word inside of but you see, growing is not just reading the Word and, and, and the things of the Spirit. Growing, you grow the most when you go through adversities and, and trials and, and difficulties in life. You know, when I first landed, I, I had the privilege on the next day to meet uh, uh, with someone that I was coming to, to meet and to encourage this person. And I, and I sat before her, talking with her, because I know of the different difficulties and, and the adversities that she's gone through in, in the year. And I, I sat with her. But how many of you know sometimes you go to a meeting, you want to encourage someone, but you go there and you get you start getting encouraged by the person. I got to sit down with Irene and uh, listen to her. And we all know her stars, some of us do, right? And um, the difficulty, the adversity, But as I was listening to her, I saw his strength on the inside begin to rise up. A strength. Why? Because we go through trials and adversity as God wants to build an endurance in us. A strength. I stand here and not saying here my life was perfect. I've been through a lot of adversity. I've been through divorce. I've been through uh, surgery where where I almost died on the table because of my, my rupture of my colon. I've been through a lot of fires. Let me tell you, I'm not saying that to you to brag to you, but let me tell you what. It brought endurance and strength on the inside. The growth that will never come by just reading the Bible, quoting a few scriptures, or really understanding the Word in the midst of your trials. I sat with Irene. Irene, thank you because you brought strength inside Just listening to her. And some of you here in be building like this, you're going through adversity. You got to be around other believers, other brothers and sisters. That's why I love the fact that the church here is built on life groups. See, life groups is not an option. Where we're from is not an option. It's every week getting together. Why? Because you have to get around with brothers, with sharpened iron with iron, and begin to build your faith. I just think back of all the adversities I went through. I learned some things in that. That every time I went through adversity, God would always remind me of trials that he brought me through before. That he always reminded me about those other brothers and sisters around me that helped me get through that. If you read about Paul's life, let me tell you what. He came to places in Corinthians where he felt like the the, the sentence of death was upon him. All hope was gone. But he said this. It was the prayers of others and the prayers of many. Who's praying with you? Who's walking with you? You know, we say something in, in ProSide. It's not just about the Sunday service. It's really about the walk, the weekday walk from, from, from Monday to Saturday. Who are you walking with? Who's your, who's your winged man that's going to bring strength to you when you go through the trials? Let me tell you what. That's how you grow in God. There's no the secret. And some of us we go through adversity and we run away from God. You have to run to God. Be around the people of God. And the guys tell is they saw, oh, Pastor goes, why do I have to go to group? Everything is good. Well, let me tell you, you might be all good, but your brother or your sister might be hurting. And God wants you to be there to be for them. Be there with them and to encourage them. That's how we grow in the Lord. You know, like coals in the fireplace, sometimes we, we're like coals, and, and, and we're, we're often uh, away from all the other hot coals, and, and we're cooling off in our walk with God. I want to say to you that this week, run back into small group, get into community, let people build your faith. Can I hear an amen, somebody? Amen. That's the God of God, we serve. I was talking to a guy, he, he's having alcohol problems, and he's away from his wife, and he's telling me, what's wrong? Goes, I said, well, what have you been doing with your time? Have you been in service? Have, have you been in, in a small group? Oh no, I haven't. Well, that's, that's, that's why you're going through what you're going through. Get around other believers. You get around people that love God. You know what's gonna happen? You're gonna wanna love God. Oh, I, I don't feel like it. Well, who ever said that this walk was gonna be about feelings? It's about commitment. Well, you know what? This guy, Sam, got back into a group, and he went to uh, some, uh, some recovery program to help him when he's drinking, and, and, and he was moving back with his wife and things of restoring. Why? Because he got into a community, and a band of brothers wasn't going to let him feel. They are going to stand with him. Some of you are fighting by yourself. That's why you're not growing, because you, you, you're trying to do this thing on your own. God called us to be with a band of brothers and sisters to help us that, through that. You know, when, you, when you're when you knowing Christ and you're growing in Christ, then you have to glow, glowing for Christ. Uh, I'm just trying to hit the rhymes there, you know. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible says in John chapter 1, there was a man, oh, you can, you can put your name there, sent from God whose name was John. Or oh, you can put your name there instead of John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him he was not the light. I came to bear witness about the light. We're not the light, but we know the light. And the more we know Him, the more He shines through us. Just like we can't produce food on our own, we have to abide in Him. We can't shine on our own. It's like we're the moon and then He's the sun. We just reflect the light. That's what we do. But we do it when we are around the light. And the light of God begins to shine through us. You know, we be like a witness of that. It's very important that we, 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 we shine the light that's in us, and uh, the world that's around us. You know, I, I was talking to a person who told me uh, the other day, well, Pastor God, man, I work in a place that's really dark. Man, there's a lot of evil things going on. And I said, that's the reason why you're there. Like always all the cruel darkness. Just turn the light on. don't stop covering up the light. You know, sometimes we're trying to be undercover Christian. We're so undercover, not even God knows that we're a Christian. We gotta let the light out. Let it shine. Bring the light wherever you go. Now I'm not saying be obnoxious, but I'm saying let the light shine. You see, if I go to where you work at, or where you play at, or where you hang out at, man, if I talk to the guys who are there, would there be enough evidence to convict you as a Christian? Or we're just kind of just little light mine. we're gonna hide it. Or we let it shine. Bring them the light. See, you have to witness with your life before you witness with your lips. Some of us, we have good lips. and uh, I got some nice lips. We talk about our lips, but our life doesn't align with what we're saying. That's why it's important that we get with the Lord. His is, is light shine through us. Glow, like the glow of God through us. Now, there's a scripture in Acts chapter 4. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated. Uneducated people common men they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. You see, we are to be light in this dark world. The more we know Jesus, the more the light of Jesus shines through us. And it it brings uh, hope to people around us. But you know, we can sometimes shine for Jesus. But at some point, we have to go for Jesus. It's about going for Christ. And then the Bible says here, in um, uh, Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20, Go therefore, therefore make disciples of all nations. Now, nations, uh, as a, as back then, they really didn't have the nations like how we have it today. Nations meant people groups. What people group are you represent? Are you an educator? Are you a coach? Are you a business owner? Well, you have a people group that you re- that you identify with. I says, go make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age you. You want the presence of God begin to increase in your life? You got to go. You see, it's about not just coming to church, it's about being the church wherever you go. Bringing the church, bringing Christ to wherever you go. See, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who has sent me and to accomplish his work. Do not say there are more than f- yet four months that com- comes to harvest tell you lift up your eyes and see the fields uh, white for harvest. You know, a, a lot of times uh, I-, I do this to myself, which is navel gazing. Uh, uh, me, me, myself, and I uh, the, the unholy trinity. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> And the Lord wants us to lift up our eyes. He wants us to look around. You see, when you look around, you begin to see through the eyes of the Spirit, there are broken people right around you in the path of your life. And God said, I want you now to just, not just glow for me, but I want you to go and spend time with you. You see, there's a point where you're witnessed with your life then there's a point where you have to witness it. Because no one can get saved, but it's the gospel be shared with them. And uh, I want to call the worship team up. And as we, as we come to this close, i want to tell you a story. But um, this guy, local, and his wife, Sierra, he has uh, three beautiful daughters. And This guy, he, he actually comes from the other side of the island. But I met him, and I began to uh, you know, spend time with him. He's Moku in, in Hawaii, when you're a mok, that's another term. You have, he has a lot of tattoos. He looks like this real mean guy. I do mean, you know if God loves those kind of guys. Spend some time with him, just talking with him. And then, then what happened is I shared the gospel with him, um, and he, he got an understanding of the gospel. We, we, we baptized him. And later on, we, we baptized his wife, Sierra. They come to Christ. And Sierra, uh, you know, she come from a broken home. She she had a, st- a real father, but a stepmother who beat her when she was young, who abused her when she was young. Let me tell you what: as we begin to pray, the Lord put on her heart. I want you to go to her. I want you to spend time with your stepmother, the very one that beat you. But you know what she invited, stepmother. The mom is Tiffany, the next picture. And Tiffany and her husband, which is uh, Sierra's father, Sean, now comes to our church. They're part of a small group with Moku and Sierra. And God just began to heal their relationship. Why? Because Moku and Sierra just plugged in to know Christ. And they began to grow in their faith. It you only know, just about a year in the Lord. Because of their growth in the Lord, what happens is they begin to glow for God. And they begin to grow And when you do that, things begin to happen in our life. I want to invite you to stand just for a moment as we just worship God, and let the Holy Spirit begin to move on our hearts. And take the words that I have shared, that the Lord will begin to seal those words in our hearts today. Lord, wherever you are, Father, we know that your presence is here, God. We sense it. But Lord, as we worship you, we pray that you would increase your presence to a whole new realm in this place. Fill us up with a fresh, thought, wherever you are. Let's worship you.